we all have moments where we feel insecure. Without awareness, those moments of insecurity shape so much of our lives. Hi, I'm Chris McAllister, and I founded SightShift to help people like you and me, leaders and coaches, use the moments they feel insecure to transform their identity, their teams, and their culture. Listen in as I interview people around what it means to be the kind of leader who uses these moments to transform themselves. All right, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. SightShift Podcast in its new format. I get to introduce you to a friend, a coach. We're going to have so much fun hanging out. Sudi, welcome to the show today. Glad to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Heck yeah. I'm. You know, for me, it's just one of these things where getting to connect this way, share these stories, impact others, it means so much. And I love to start right in the action. Love to hear about right now for you, where you feel like you've got some momentum and, and you know, life is, is going well and working and where you might be challenged. And you can hit either of those, whatever order you want in any domain. Well, I feel like I'm a mom of four and um, I feel like on both of those, you know, points, I'm, I feel like daily I'm winning, <laughs> daily I'm failing or being triggered and utilizing my tools. But um, yeah, I just think that as a parent, as a coach, as a, as an advocate on so many levels, I feel like just on the, on a day-to-day -day basis, I am constantly, um, there's, there's highs and lows to, to every, to every part of it. So. Yeah, so true. So to give people some context, this is why, you know, for me, part of what I'm loving about this new series I'm doing is there's something here for wherever people find themselves. And I think you represent where so many moms find themselves because you're, you're running a home business. You're seeking to be there for your family and, and serve really as this hub in so many ways. And all the things that are going on in that and also growing your impact of others through coaching. And so people listening right now are like, oh, I bet she does it all perfectly, has it all together, never stresses, has great systems. Uh, yeah. What do you say to people listening going, okay, how do you juggle it all? Well, anytime I'm juggling, I'm dropping something. I will say that. Um, a ranger is one of my top strengths. And um, I watched a video at one point and they said, an arranger is one of those people that can juggle or have so many plates spinning at one time. And um, for a very, very long time, I just thought I had to have all the plates spinning at the exact same speed, never letting them drop and making sure that I'm constantly just feeding off of those plates as well. And I think over the past couple of years, I've realized that if a plate falls, that's okay. It's not going to change who I am. Um, people that know me know that I'm really authentic and I will tell you exactly what's happening in life and the failures that I'm constantly dealing with. But I will say that it is not, I, I, I have always wanted to be perfect. I feel like my biggest fear is poor performance. So to be vulnerable with you today, I'm just going to say like, there is always something I'm failing at. Um, 
but I don't let it define me anymore. I just kind of laugh at it and think tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow's a new day and we're just going to try to get back in the saddle and go with it. So just this morning, I, I woke up, thought I was in a great mood and ended up yelling at one of my kids. So, which is never a great thing on a Monday and sending your kid off to school, like, and you might have a test or something. So, you know, as a parent, you're like, you don't want to send them off in a bad mood, but here I just failed them is what I was thinking this morning. And then I'm like, well, I still fed them breakfast and they have clean clothes. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, you know, from a business standpoint, um, there's definitely ebbs and flows with that too, right? Like there's times where I feel like I'm, you know, rocking it. I'm feeling great about it. Then there's other times where I just have to really focus on my family and some things get a little left behind in that standpoint. But I think people that are on my team um, and work with me closely understand that my family comes first. And and I think that's partly why they love they love working with me. Like I'm not one of those people that is just like forceful or, you know, I'm a leader that that really looks at all the areas of wellness too. So it's fun. It's challenging, but it's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that because that fits, you know, who I've come to know you to be. Like all of our interactions, you're honest about the challenge, but you're bringing a mindset of of growth and and how we can learn from it. And yeah, there are things that hit us hard and we got to struggle through and and but nobody is going to be harder on you than yourself. You know, and for those listening that know, we talk about things in terms of identity fear and that identity fear that you just shared, performance equals worth. You know, we could we could start a club for that, right? Because, right. you know, I, I this is stupid, but uh, I don't know, probably, probably like six or seven nights ago, we were having dinner at the table. And, you know, now with two in college, they commute and jobs. I mean, it just doesn't happen as much as it used to. So maybe it was the emotion of that moment. If I could blame it on that, just let me get away with it. And uh, so we're sitting at the table and, you know, I forget what came up. And, and I was like, yeah, guys, I'm, you know, we're... I just want to do the best I can for you and take care of you, you know? And I got like a little teary eyed over it. And they're like, what are you like, you know, we're in college, all this stuff that, that I do make happen in that regards. I don't like the verb make happen. Cause I feel like I'm just cooperating with, with some of what's unfolding. But the idea here is as hard as, um, or as good as it might be, I can still find ways I can get better. And then, yeah, I still mess up and I can be hard on myself that too. So, you know, you're already taking us there, which I love the vulnerability. What, what did Sight Shift do for you to help you like recognize that and not get stuck with it? Yeah. So if it's okay, I want to take you a little back a little bit as to how I even got there. Let's do it. I used to be a, a teacher, a high school teacher, and I taught family and consumer sciences. So I just taught people life skills. I taught them, you know, simple things like cooking, Um, relationships. I remember I used to have a really awesome poop and pee lecture. And then I also, I loved the relationships part of it in that, you know, just talking about the different areas of wellness. But when we started having kids, I decided to stay home just because with four kids, it's a lot easier to stay home. Well, I don't know if easier (laughs) is the right word, but I didn't want to travel. I was, you know, the commute was almost an hour and we just decided that wasn't going to be worth it. So stayed home. I started teaching in other areas. And one of the the areas that I was doing was um, I was teaching people 
and, and educating them on essential oils. And what I found was that a lot of times when people came to me um, with questions and, um, and, and concerns, I would dig deeper into the situation and scan. I have a scanner that will scan them and tell me what oils that they, that their body needs. And a lot of times those scans would come back that, that it was an emotional side of these oils that they were, that their body was needing. And there were oftentimes people that would open up unexpectedly open up to me crying hours. They would sit at my table and talk to me. Oftentimes some of them would say like, this is, these are things I wouldn't even talk to my therapist about. And all the while I'm like, this is not at all what I expected I would be doing. You know, if you would ask me 10 years ago what I would be doing, this is not at all what I thought I'd be doing, which that those experiences really led to me working with a mentor and taking me through a lot of the experiences and exercises that are in figure that shift out. And what allowed that to transpire is my church was offering the figure that shift out class. And I ended up signing up for it, not knowing anything about it. My friend just was like, you need to do this. And I said, okay, we get there. And I like from the very first class was 100% in. I loved it. This is everything I've been doing for the last four years, but it was packaged so nicely in this, in this book. And, um, the leader, the pastor said, Sudi, you'll, you'll be teaching this next time around. And I was like, mm, I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> but a year and a half later, I decided to become a certified coach and um, there's no turning back. I have fallen in love with it. My husband, every time that I'm, I'm done with a session, I am like on fire and he can tell. Literally pulls all the things that are in my body, just like the passion, the education that I've I've had over the years, like it is so rewarding in so many, so many ways for me too. Wow. It's so encouraging to hear that. It fires me up for you. And I think what is so great that I want to draw out is like, that's, that's how you, you get on this train of transformation and you stay on that train because you start teaching what you've experienced and, and love to hear you speak to like this, this emotion I know I feel when you're taking people through it and yet you're like, oh my gosh, it's hitting me deeper too for myself. Like I'm getting joy in them seeing it, but it's keeping me uh, in a place of awareness. How, what, yeah, I, I'm not even asking the question very well, I feel like, because I'm stating this and didn't plan on it. Well, what's that like for you to experience that? I think it's more of, you know, I, I say like an adrenaline rush, but it's rewarding when taking someone through the journey. Number one, I'm, I'm always so humbled when somebody will say, Sudi, I really want to, I want to do this with you. I want you to take me through this journey and I want you to be a part of it. And I'm always like, oh, okay. I'm happy to do that. I'm humbled and just so grateful that they feel like I, that they're comfortable enough to do it with me. And then when they, when the light bulbs you know, as a teacher, we always say the light bulbs, right? The light bulbs come on. But I think it's more even when the emotion, when the raw emotion comes out, that we've peeled the layers off of some of these things that they've been dealing with for so long. It is like my heart just bursts because I just feel like, oh, they are getting to this, to the real them, like to the real you, right? I play a song for them, the real you. I just see like 
the confident boost that they get and then just the raw emotion, the vulnerability that they that they offer, that they share and the authenticity that comes out of it all. Uh, for me, you know, it's like I'm a proud parent and I get I just become such a proud friend, you know, like I'm their coach, but I I'm just I'm always so proud of them and and I'm always messaging them like I am so proud of you for for pulling back that layer and and leaning into it and digging into it more because that just catapults them even further, right? So I just love that. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but it's it's more of this like you're just so proud and like you're bursting and it's not even like you're excited to see them cry, right? Like I am an empath myself. So like I feel it when they're, when they are struggling with trying to identify like what emotions that they're actually going through, but but once they really feel like when they can identify that and realize like that is part that needs to come out, yeah. that they really need to just lean into those emotions, there's something just so magical that that transpires from that. So I just, I love it. And I, proud is, I know I keep saying that, but I, I feel so proud of them. Yeah. I, I, hearing you describe your relationship like that, you know, they're fortunate to have you as a coach. So that's so cool how you don't let the expression of what you want to help them see, feel, and hear get blocked up in you. That's that's the beautiful part. I, I used to approach impacting others from this standpoint of insecurity. Like my life doesn't matter unless I'm impacting others. You know, as we know, the key pro the key shift in the program, a secure identity, apart from what you do. And it's just changed so much now because you know you're sharing in moments with people that's going to change their lives. And and it's like what else, how else could I even better use this time, right? I mean, yes, uh, you know, aside from our commitments to our family who we love and being there with, but I'm talking about like as far as the energies we put ourselves into for our impact, our mission, professional life, whatever, there's just, I, I go on walks some days, like in between sessions, and I have to process it for a minute because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I wasted so many years, right? Uh, and And I know good comes out of everything and I get to that higher mindset with it all. But, but feel very much similar with you on that because I know you see this with the people you coach. I'd love to hear it for you. You, you love seeing their confidence in Sudi's confidence. What do you like about being you? I love my um, authenticity that I have with people. You know, I used to think being an empath was such a negative thing, but I have really started to enjoy it. Um, being able to to empathize with people and and have realized that a lot of people don't understand it or don't get a lot of empathy um, from others. And so I feel like that's a that's a rare thing that I can bring to the table. There's a lot of people who are like, how do you do that? How do I learn to do that? Um, and I, that's just something that I've always I've always had. I have really learned to embrace the flaws. Some days are better than others. Some days I'm, I can laugh at myself. My sister used to say Sudiisms. Oh, there's a Sudiism. Um, and for the longest time, you know, I would just laugh at it, but get kind of hurt by it at the same time. But now we just, we all laugh at it. And I, I feel like I'm a little less, a le less uptight about it, if that makes any sense. So I think, think that over the past few years, and especially, you know, as, as a mom and any moms listening to this can probably attest and feel a little bit about this. You start to lose yourself when you start to have kids. And I feel like I really lost a lot of myself with every child that I had, may it be physically or emotionally. 
And I have really embraced all of me these past few years. Um, and so I feel like I'm coming to this into this new age. And I don't know if it's because I, I hit 40 and I'm like, I'm going to do this thing. Or if it just happened, so happened to be, you know, the the timing, the right timing. I don't know. So, you know, when you speak, it is from a place of transformation and ownership and it has a lot of authority in it because you're like, it's, it's all of me. I, I accept all of me. And I hope those words just like reverberate for people and that they know that what you're describing, they can experience too. And and I laughed a little bit at the studiosms because I actually see it as a compliment. That means you're like a thought leader in your family and you need to write a book. Uh, they're attributing ways that you break in. This is how I take it. Because I've had people tell me like, oh, criticisms. You're breaking into a reality that they're becoming accustomed to and bringing a fresh perspective. And uh what a great thing to do. You brought this to mind with talking about people uh, just don't get a lot of empathy. So many people just just don't. And it's so rare, you know, it's so rare to receive it. But a question that I've found really impactful in, in conversations now, obviously after people have gone through Figure That Shift Out or we're on a longer journey, but just this, what's the least validated part of, what's the most unseen part of you? What's the sacrifice you're making nobody, nobody really knows? It's just something around that that tends to open up a really powerful conversation for people because we are. We are oftentimes, you know, trying to give a lot to make things happen in the world and to see missions become a reality. And so I'm so glad you're able to be there for them like that. Any comments to that? Not that there needs to be. I'm, I'm doing a terrible job interviewing no, and asking no. a question. <laughs> no, that was, no, that's good. You're pulling me in. You're pulling me in. So with what you see, right, got these multiple roles. Your husband's also in the school teaching. Remind me what he teaches again. He teaches high school math. Got it. And he's also a um, varsity girls basketball coach. Yes, multiple roles. And while we're talking about it, go ahead and, and drop some joy on what he does that I had no idea about. He told me last time. Oh, yes. So then the other business that we run is he runs, and I just am in the background, right, ultimate tournaments. I always say ultimate frisbee. But as Mark had pointed out, it's just ultimate. Yeah. Too funny. You guys have so much. So I think this is going to give you so much, you know, credibility with people that are listening. It's like, okay, they've got multiple roles each. They got a lot going on. How would you encourage right now, you know, the families that are out there? What do you think they need to hear in our day and age, what we're facing, what's happening just to help them? Mm, I would just encourage them to to think through their priorities. For me, it's my family. That really comes from not having my parents got divorced when I was really young. And so I, I just really wanted a family. But, you know, I, I would definitely say find some time, even if it's just one day a week, and really focus in on that priority. And maybe it's 10 minutes every night or 30 minutes every couple of days. For us and our family, we would we really try to have family dinners, just really focus on, you know, what happened during the day. And we, as teachers, we always ask our kids, like, were you the nicest kid in class today? And even during parent-teacher conferences, we're always asking, like, are they the nice kid in class? Because no matter what their grades are, you know, we feel like coming out of school, mm -hmm. we just want the, we want our kids to be nice kids when it, when it comes down to it. So we try to just really focus on the family. And that for us is around the dinner table. So we're just now headed into a season that really struggling trying to figure out dinner plans. But I think I've got some good ideas and 
and some good uh, trips, tricks up my sleeve to make it happen. So, yeah. I know you will. Thank you. That's, I love, I, I never want to forget that. Like, are you the nice one in class? That is a wonderful vision casting prompt. That's so good. I'm, you know, so one of mine is still in school. Uh, I have to ask her that. I guess I can apply it to my college students too. Why not? Right. Sure. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I pr- the follow up question to that is always if they don't say they're the nice ones, we always ask, well, what can you do? That will make you the nicest one. Oh, what's one of the best replies they've ever had to that? Do you remember any? My younger son said he was the nicest one because he, he, there was a new kid in class and he was the only one that went up to him and invited him to play with him at the playground. And I was like, I was so proud of him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you the nice one in class today? That's like, what if, what if we had to do that about work? Like, were you the nice one at work today? You know, I want to say that out loud. So everybody, for those listening, you know, there are awesome people that make things happen. If you see a lot of what we put out, it's because there's a great team. So for the team that listens to this, we got to make that (laughs) in there somehow. Are you the nice one at work today? Like, that's beautiful. And, and, you know, I think for those that are maybe early in a journey with parenting or have a vision to be a parent one day, um, you know, I just want to add an exclamation mark to the family dinners thing because, you know, I'm on the other side of that now. And bar none, I, biggest glad thing, best decision I've ever made uh, other than marrying Brandy, my wife, was the decision to be home most nights and most nights have family dinner. Like their regrets, oh, Sudi, you know some of them. They're in the books, you know. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. But that was one of the best decisions. So so go you guys for that. Well, for those that might be listening to this that go, I, I really think I'd love to connect with Sudi more, learn more about what she's doing, maybe how to work with her. Where would you uh, want to point them to? Yeah, Chris, that has been the um, the question that's haunted me the last, like, month. Okay. And I can help with that if you want for the, so you go ahead though. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, I, I'm on social media, Instagram and Facebook, LinkedIn in there as well. So yeah. Perfect. I'm going to spell your name real quick for those that want to look you up. S-U-D-I-E-O-A-K-E-S. Is there any kind of specific handle you use? Nope. That's that's it. All right. Well, what they can do then... Yeah. They, so they could follow you on social media and they could DM and connect with you there. Right. And I would say, yeah, yeah for those listening too, if you're like, I have to work with Sudi, shoot us an email at siteshift.com and uh, we'll connect you because we could do that too. So there you go. Now you got social media and an email connection and, and they can find a way to do that. And, you know, I think for me, this, this was just a, a great little way to say to people out there, hey, it's a lot to juggle many roles, to hold values, but you've articulated, we don't have to do it perfect. We keep on showing up with this vision in place. So here's what I look forward to doing, because I know you're a person of passion and ambition, doing an interview later, and we're going to be looking back on how far things have come as you've sought to keep impacting more. So we're cheering you on, Sudi, all the way. Yeah, thanks. I love that. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great one. Peace. Thanks so much for being here. You know that self-leadership is difficult. And as you listened, if you found within yourself a desire for more awareness for yourself, your team, or your culture, or the people that you would guide as a coach, you can find more at SightShift.com, S-I-G-H-T-Shift.com to take the next step.